battery low, you know, on this. It'd be enough for the thing. It'd be enough for the dars. Yep. Oh, we go. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. <laughs> Uh, in today's lesson, we are going to go into the tashahud proper, okay? And so in the Arabic, um, the author says, after yani, all the discussions about his fingers and uh, hands and so on and so forth, وَيَبْسُتُ yusra. okay? So the left hand is left open. وَيَقُولُ التَّحِيَّاتُ لِلَّهِ وَالصَّلَوَاتُ that's enough for today. Um, the translation is that he leaves his left hand open, and we spoke about that, okay, talking about how the left hand is on the, on the left knee in the three different positions that we mentioned. Yep, okay. And one, two, and then three. So middle of the thigh, on the edge, and then clasping the actual knee itself. Yep, three positions, but it's always open. And then he says, anyone who's in this position of tashahud, at-tahiyyatu lillah, that the tahiyyat are for Allah alone. And the salawat, and the tayyibat, and then let there be peace upon you, O Prophet, and the mercy of Allah and His blessings. Let there be peace upon us and upon all the righteous servants. Um, and that's the initial part of the tashahud. Uh, I have a theory, by the way, which I've been very well behaved to not share. Okay. No, I didn't. No, I did not. I can tell you that I've been feeling very unfulfilled in these last few weeks because I've not said it enough. Really. And I'll say it again, just in case people missed it first time round or second time round. Let me make it clear that the female race... <laughs> is, it, is it all over, yeah? The <laughs> The mummy outside, yeah, and I think they're going to the outside. <laughs> one was the asli one, by the way. You know, if you thought the other one, they're both yeah, some community, yeah, yeah, one's like one of those chumche, and the other one's a proper one. Yeah. Anyway, the sisters, I don't know why, but the, by the way, this is not anecdotal, this is scientifically proven. You know, like you have a theory, which is anecdotal, 
but it's scientifically proven that for some reason our sisters find it very difficult to say tashahud. Now, the truth is, is that I, I had this theory, obviously I thought that's a very sexist theory, it's kind of misogynist kind of thing. But in class in fiqh salah, in every city that I would teach it, I would question the brothers and the sisters randomly to say, say out. And you, you, don't, you, you want to surprise them. You can't let them, you know, because if they think about it, then they say it really. <laughs> but it's like their mouth wants to morph somewhere else. It wants to go to tashadud, tajadud, tahajud. Tahajud is the normal. <laughs> tahajud is the normal. They found it difficult to say tashahud. And I don't understand why. It doesn't make any sense. Maybe it's because they pray more at night time and they're more used to yani, you know, tahajjud than the men. Yeah? That's a positive for them, obviously. But it's not positive in pronunciation, is it? You know what I'm saying? Is it possible that the men just don't hear women in general? <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. We are, we are the, 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 as I've said many a time before, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put some blessing in the hearing of men. <laughs> Selective hearing is not a curse, but a blessing, like any newly anointed father will tell you. I'll just leave it at that. I can tell you that I never complained about my selective hearing when I can't hear the kid crying in the morning. I, I mean, that's amazing. And it's from Allah, because there's no way, because I mean, if you think about it, tiniest alarm wake you up, you're like that. But the kid next to you screaming her eyes out, or his eyes out, wanting milk, water, just that, whatever. Husband's not going to hear anything. Ajeeb, isn't it? So there are certain things that you said that can't be explained. Can't be explained. Any theory, any ideas on the theory? Law. It's law. No, no. Null. Oh no, null, huh? N U double L. Yani, it's not. Uh, it's not. Uh, huh? <laughs> what are you hating for? What are you hating for? Uh, I can't say it either. Null. I say null. Obviously, she's down a man, can it? She's going null, null, null. That's obviously. Um, all manks speak like that. I mean, I say null, yeah? But, you know, it's like hull. You guys say, oh, we're into hull. Yeah, hull. Yeah. It's hull, though. It is hull. It's not hull. It's, hul. it's not hul, is it? I mean, it's not hul. It's, 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 it, it, they're from hull. <laughs> okay. All right. There we go. So, so anyway, tashahud from shahada. It's called tashahud because it's the place of uh, our declaration of faith. It's the most important statement that will come up in this part of the salah. It's not an opening. That's why it's not called the fatiha. Surah Al-Fatiha is the opening of the Qur'an, opening of the Salah, it has its name like that. It's not the Ruqwa, where a person is bowing. It's not the Sajda, where a person is prostration. It is the Tashahud, because you would declare the, the statement of faith. And that's what we're building up to. Alright, so it's the Tashahud. Okay? Um, and what I want to do, actually collectively, this one, uh, uh, actually, uh, I want the comments, because uh, especially if Salange is around, Oh, yeah, here we go, yeah. And uh, Mesa, these are good because... Uh, <coughs> you know, by the way, I just want you to know, just because we have Jiva here, and alhamdulillah, she does not lie. She's very, yani, mashallah, straightforward. 
I've done this in every single class, by the way. And the results are startling. How many women can't say tashahud compared to men? So, and I did it. Jeeves, correct or not correct? And it's startling results, yeah? Whatever the hypothesis is, don't hate the messenger. You know what I'm saying? I'm just yeah, giving you the results. You make your own hypothesis up. But there are people are saying, I never heard it. I, before that time, never heard it either. I never heard no woman yani, mess it up, except when I started teaching and I see yani, when I was saying the word and people are asking the questions about it. Actually, another point about the tashahud. Who uh, knows this uh, theory of why the tashahud was revealed? A classic folk uh, story. Chief, that's your people, isn't it? You don't have some yani, mental hadith that this is the tashahud. It was taught to the Prophet you know, on a certain night where he went to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, go ahead. Go on. Mu'min's going to now take it out of the park. Right, go for it. Go for the theory. Right, listen carefully, okay? This is how the theory goes. The Prophet on the Isra al Mi'raj went to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay. All, all the best greetings, all the best uh, wishes uh, and good things. Mm -hmm. And then the response is Okay. And it was legislated therefore likewise. Like that's the that's the theory I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, correct. And there's a few other versions of this as well. And none of these ahadith are authentic. None of them are authentic. And these are not the what we call sabab al nuzul or the reason of the the presentation of the tashahud itself or the dua of the tashahud and anyone who studies uh, uh, dua and dhikr will know uh, and of course uh, Sheikh Walid is teaching this subject uh, next weekend okay in Birmingham uh, will know that there are a number a large number of variations yeah okay all right listen all right people always hating all right I know I said it's not dua and dhikr when you lot said it's dua and dhikr and I said it's torchbearers and I was very angry because I straight after the lesson I see a poster yani, on my phone, Dua and Dhikr. I said, what the fish is that? All right? I said, I've just gone to all of one torchbearers. Because Sheikh Walid himself told me three days before, on the phone, I'm teaching torchbearers. I go, no, I think Dua and Dhikr. Now he goes, no, torchbearers. I said, khalas, yani, the teachers told me. So I called him there and then. I said, by the way, I don't know, just in case you come thinking you're teaching one class, but they're expecting Dua and Dhikr. He goes, ah, oh, yeah, you know what it is? I forgot to tell you, actually, I got mixed up. It is Dua and Dikr. <laughs> I said, thank you very much, Yanni, for doing my best in front of everyone. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, thank you, Shadad, for that opportunity to clarify myself and do my best again. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, the Tashahud itself has a number of different variations, authentic variations. Um, but this one here, At-Tahiyatu Lillahi wa Salawatu wa Tayyibat, is not only narrated in Bukhari and Muslim, okay, okay, but we call it, yani as, uh, yani in study kind of circles, what do we call it? We call it the pack version. And we also call it the Hanafi version. Because in the madhab of the Ahnaf, this has been their chosen go-to, the shahud. Even the, and, the, the, and there are other variations that are more popular uh, uh, with the Arabs, and certainly in the Shafi'i school, and so on and so forth. But this one here is highly authentic, as you have learned it from your parents, as we all know it. Highly authentic, 
but it is actually not a universal one. It is restricted to only certain members of the Ummah, especially those that are from the sub South Asian subcontinent and the Hanafi school. It is their kind of favored version. But this is one of those aspects of the Salah in which it is Sunnah to vary. You know, we get that question, is it yani, Sunnah to vary and, and recycle through the different ones that we have? And uh, is this a Sunnah in other areas? <clears throat> so we know that, for example, someone asked this last week, what was it concerning? Oh, the fingers. Yes, good. Yeah. So no, this is not a sunnah to, to vary. You either believe one position or there, there is no, <coughs> there's a big difference between us saying it's an acceptable ishtihad for you to not move your finger or to move your finger and we saying that it's the sunnah. You know what I'm trying to say? What we're trying to argue is that all of the evidences suggest quite a level of flexibility. The issue is not very serious, but we don't think that the Prophet ﷺ is intentionally recycling through these positions to establish them. No, we believe he has one position. And this, this, this level of decision-making is the highest level of scholarship, by the way. You have to be right at the very top of the tree to be able to determine where in one situation you have a number of variety of narrations about an action. And in another action, a number of variety of narrations about that action. But in this one, you're saying there's only one correct one out of this, in this area. And in this area, all of them are to be not only correct, but to be practiced as the sunnah. Do you get my point? Okay. And the top level of scholarship will be looking for indications where the Prophet Sallallahu is, yani, there are qara'in, supplementary evidences which make it clear that the Prophet Sallallahu wants different versions to be. So in the thana. Subhanakallahumma and you know Allahumma baini yani varying through that in the recitation of the surahs after Surah Al-Fatiha we see the variance of that in the lengths and sometimes reciting three and four we want that in the adhan okay to recycle through them that's something important in the iqama going through them I think that's yani another one but in other areas and this as well the tashahud as well it's important to vary them as well these adhkar are very important to vary because it keeps a person engaged. Otherwise, it becomes monotonous. People just enter into the prayer on autopilot, don't know what's going on, don't even realize until it's Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah, Astaghfirullah. Yeah, and you're literally recognizing your own state of another rubbish prayer where you didn't even know what happened, you didn't know it's, it's beginning from its end, you don't know what happened. So, the whole point of varying these actions in these prayers is to ensure that the prayer is fresh, real, relevant, sincere. In the other areas, there is no recycling. So the finger, you either believe that it doesn't move and you look at it and you keep it yani, in this angle and that's it with some natural movement yani, of, if you like, yani, of dua, that's something okay. Or you believe the hand should be flat and it's only lifted yani, at a certain moment, etc. It's either or, it's not all of them. Okay, so that the tashahud uh, should have variety and you should focus that again. Your best resource in the English-speaking market is Hisnul Muslim, and it has at least two or three different authentic versions. Let's start at the beginning. He says, uh, uh, What does it mean? I haven't translated this because I want everybody... Um, you see, there you go. Savannah has given us a nice theory, and I think I can go with that. Much larger percentage. That's definitely true. Women in the class. Normally, the average is 70% women in an Al-Maghrib class. Yeah, or study class. And so it's just a case of numbers. I'll take that. Because I'm not here to cause trouble. I'm not here to cause trouble. Just here to state the facts. All right, I'll go with that as a theory. Right. So, what does it mean? I want to I wanna get nice translations and then put them into a translation tomorrow when I write the English up. How, how, how have you... How, uh, I want to hear from you folks. 
how do you understand what Tahiyat Lillah means? In your own language, yani, you know, with the Urdu or English or whatever, what did you understand when you say At-Tahiyyatu Lillah? Greetings. That's how you understood it. Greetings to Allah. Like, Asalaamu Alaikum to Allah. Okay. You take it back. No, no, don't take it back was my challenge. I want, I want to understand how people understood it. So you did understand it as greetings, but didn't delve any further to think what that would mean. Okay, anybody else? What are the ones you've read, if you've ever read the translation? What is it that you remember? Oh, yeah, I wanted to know. I read that translation and just accepted it. So you've got that level, haven't you? And then you've got that level where people have, haven't bothered going in, just memorized it, which is the majority. And then you've got that level where people have actually gone in, thought about it. What does it mean? Yeah, any salutations and greetings and so on and so forth. So I, I want to I I I understand it. Okay, so what did Hamza uh, online, what did you understand by salutations? Yani, you see, I question that. Oh, unless you're saying that's what you, you read your translation as, because that's not a word that anyone even knows what it means. It's not, it's not, it's not, huh? Okay. No, no, I'm saying salutations is not, yeah. No, no, I mean us. It's not, the, it's not an English word that we grow up with in England. It's not a school word. It's not a study word. Salutations is not something we know. It's old-fashioned. It's not something. So if someone says salutations, it's because they've read it and they believe that it, we have to understand it to mean salutation, which is what I'm interested in. I want to understand how. Yeah, and that's how you understood it? So you read it when you wanted to learn? Did you read it and look into it and found a translation that said salutation? So what did you, what did you understand it as? Whenever you saw at tahiyat and you looked into it, what did you understand it as? Praise. How did you come to that uh, conclusion? Praise. I've been thinking about compliments and No, no. Where did you get compliment from? That's what I want to know. I want to know what did Atahia. Like if, if you're leaving the gathering and there's someone important. Yeah, I'm going to come to you at the end because yani, you're coming from different. Because the Arabs are going to have a much bigger buy-in. I want to know from a pack non-Arab background first. When you hear the, the word, and you've been saying it, you know, everyone's given it, da, 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 da. Yeah, and what were you thinking? What were you thinking it means? Sick. The acknowledgement that you are addressing Allah. Okay, Mesa, I challenge you. Greetings to Allah, as in, hello Allah? That's what greetings mean, right? What else does greetings mean? Okay, go on then. There's, so there's respectful level of greetings and then there's high. So give me the high, highest level of greetings. What does it mean? No, 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 wait, wait. Don't go into the Arabic. Whoa, <laughs> just slow down. Just yani, from an English point of view. Yeah. Who said that? Oh, uh, these guys, we had a kingship and so on. Yeah. Okay. Um, greetings that come from the humility and servitude of the one who enters the royal court and is in the presence of the one. Greetings, greetings that come from the humility and servitude. So I want to understand the second aspect. 
I greet him, Lala. What? Between the way I greet him and I greet. I, I know I get that, but what, I'm tra- what, what I want to understand is what is the mindset when you're greeting? What are you trying to say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? I think everybody would have understood lillah meaning to Allah or for Allah. So what is it that you want to give to Allah? Yani when you say greetings, respect. are you trying to say respect? Mm-hmm. Just respect. Yeah, it's because we don't have these meetings that we don't know. You know what I mean? We, if, if we don't meet people that we just treat them that way, then we're not going to have a way of saying that sometimes. Okay. Go on, a moment, share what you can say from Atahiyya. Yep. You, there are certain like, protocols to be followed. Okay. Right? So if you have like, an important client, you know, like a mayor, uh, the, the mayor, okay. 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 then you're not going to say hi and bye, right? Yep. You're going you're to have some kind of, as a matter of courtesy, okay. some kind of protocol to shake their hand. Yep. To, yep. So it's. it's not Completely understand it's not that greetings. Yep. Them, yep. Right? With what intention? Showing respect. Showing and respect. And humility. Humility, huh? Build, it's a kind of it's a kind of demonstration of the bond you have of being his superior to. Yeah. And different demonstrations that they see with yeah. showing them that solution. You see, here's why I'm struggling. None of you guys are saying. Let me tell you what Sheikh Uthameen says, or what he says, and I'll and I'll I'll share my own personal thoughts. Okay. He says. Um, At-tahiyyat is the plural of tahiyya. And at-tahiyya, wa tahiyyatu hiya at-ta'azim. Fakullu lazzin yadullu ala ta'azim, fahuwa tahiyya. Every, yani he's saying that tahiyya is glorification, ta'azim. Yani when you say, you know, azim, yeah, someone's great, so it's magnification. As exalt, exalting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In real life, it's praising them. Correct. Yani, if it was, yani, what I want to say is that if I was translating it backwards, knowing that it is ta'adheem, I would not never say salutations or greetings. That's my point. If we know the intention is to praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, okay, then you would not say salutations or greetings. That's my theory. Am I right or wrong? Well, if you salute someone, yep. Acknowledging their greatness. Yes. No. No. Absolutely correct. Yeah. But that's only that's only showing respect. Am I right? Am I praising that? But you, you're, you're implicitly praising them as, as well. So. So then. So. 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 Okay. Let me, let me ask another question then. Why? Then why use the word tahiyya? Why not work, use another word? If the intention is to respect and praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have the Arabic language full of that. Yani akbar, a'adham, a'la, aqdas, yani, you know, why tahiyya? Why the word of yani this this what does what does tahiyya come from? Which word does it come from? Which verb does it come from? No verb from a hayat, yeah, to live. Let's look at the word of of hayat and hayya. All of these uh, uh, verbs, yani, it's got. There's always going to be a clue to actually what is intended by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala from the verb itself. Hayya means to live, 
to revive. Yani, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, um, He is Al Hay. He is Al Hay, the ever living. And this is something that this weekend, when we, when we uh, do fitna, this is going to be actually a significant portion. Not this discussion, but going to look at the word Al Hay and why it's important to understand why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses some of these particular words that, that He names Himself with. Al Hay is clearly not just the living, because we're living as well. We are Hayyun as well. We are living as well. But He is yani, a, a living a life of perfection. Okay? And that life yani, is not like our life. And it has no beginning like our life. And it has no end like our life. So it is complete and perfect in every single fashion. So what, what is the exact yani, connotation that is coming? You know, we always, yani, when we go meet someone, we say, uh, like, uh, well, I say we. Yani, in Arabic, you say, yani, to you. Yani, my choicest greetings to you. My living, yani. and in actual fact, you're not kind of saying hi or hello. Yes, when you say you know, it's like showing so much love and respect. You're giving so much when, when you when you uh, so life is connected to that life, and what's the other word which is linked to life? Haya. Haya is what's haya? Modesty, shame. Actually, shame. It's not really yeah. Modesty and shame are, are interchangeable. Why is uh, shame and life connected from the same word? Why is haya and hayya and haya the same word yani, of life? What's the connection between the two? In the Arabic language, from an Arabic language point of view, the uh, people of, uh, you know, uh, the Ahlul Lugha, they said that when something is alive, one of, its, one of the markers of life is that it starts to shrink. Okay? It's a random one, but whatever it is, People, when they become alive, they start the process of death. And the process of death is that when you... Actually, if you think about it, it's true. If you think of anything living, like fruit, plants, trees, humans, when they're going to the end, they start to... Whatever, yeah? They reduce in size, they start to shrink or whatever, whatnot. Um, and the hayya is the snake. And... One of the reasons that they call the snake, and this is, you know, again, this can get a bit, uh, what's the word? Esoteric. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the exact word I was looking for. This can get a bit esoteric when you're trying to make connections between words and, you know, and uh, people get all kind of bamboozled by, oh, wow, whatever. And most of it's just fluff. But they argued that the reason why the hayya, when we, when we use the word haya for life, then that's going to also mean energy, power, strong, because obviously it's being juxtaposed against death. And so the idea is that when the serpent strikes, it strikes with a lot of vigor. You do use, yani, when the shab is hayya, and it means that he's, uh, uh, you know, he's up for it. He's, yani, you know, he's, you know. And when we say hayya, we also, the word hayya means, hey, come on, yalla, let's go, let's move, let's jump, let's go. So there's a lot of action. And so they said the snake has action or whatever. But the other, the other scholar said, no, that the reason that the snake is called the hayya is because it curls up, right? You know, it curls and it kind of, you know, reduces. Then it strikes and it comes back down. And, then, and so they said that the word hayya is from life. Life is to shrink, yani, in a slow process. And that is what the soul does when it comes across something which is shameful or haram, the soul, it shrinks away from it. It recognizes evil or something shameful or something wrong. And the person, and that's why when you see the shy person, they're like this, aren't they? Yeah, the stereotype of the mud is, you know, they're closed and 
they're kind of turning away and they're, they're looking down. They make themselves smaller. They try to create distance. They don't want to go outside. They want to stay inside. They don't want to be open and brash. There, you know. So body movement is linked to certain states. And so now, if we understand this, if you look at the classical Jahili Arab, uh, Arabic, and I did, okay, um, it is clear that not only do we see in the Sunnah Hayyak Allah wa Bayyak, for example, Hayyak. Allah hayyu, yani when you want to praise someone and you say this to, uh, to a person, Asalaamu Alaikum, Kif Halik, Hayyak Allah, it means may Allah give you life, may Allah make you long life, may Allah give you healthy life, may Allah, yani it's, a, it's a praise. So the reason why actually people are being respected with the word Tahiyyah as opposed to, you know, Akbar and A'la and whatever is actually linked to life itself. And in classical Arabic, the Jahili Arabs, when they wanted to denote perfection and excellence, they would call the, the king the one who has tahiyya and the one who has the haya. They would, it would be a word that's not given to the normal people. It would not be used amongst the masses. And only to the kings would they, would they have, and I was looking at one of the qamuses, okay, and in the qamus, uh, it says, for example, يعني, uh, 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 when they talk about a king, that this person, he, he has attained kingship. So tahiyya actually means kingship because no one would be so protected. They'd have all the doctors, the best food, the best care, the best, you know, everyone's looking. And look back at the classical Egyptian, you know, pharaoh type approach, right? The idea was that, you know, this person's going to keep on living and even when they die, they actually die. It's like this kind of carrying on living and, you know, mummifying them up and putting all the things in there, whatever, as if, you know, that the one thing we're going to hold on to is the concept of living because tahiyya, the concept of life at the highest level, is a sign of kingship. So in other words, we now know that when we say at-tahiyyatu lillah, we're basically saying dominion for you, Ya Allah, kingship for you, Ya Allah, greatness for you, Ya Allah. And it's not salutations and it's not greetings. It's not the kind of classic words that we were thinking at all, which is very interesting, I thought. Okay, so, uh, so with that all being said, okay, with, it, with that all being said, how can we know, no, 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 Mesa, both, uh, both uh, uh, verbs are uh, in play. Uh, uh, with that being said, what translation should we give for at tahiyyatulillah? Which is what? Where? Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the kingdom, yeah? Sick. Sick. Yours is the kingdom. Allah, why not? Because it's because they use it. <laughs> <laughs> they got to take on it, yeah? <laughs> Come on, folks. Let's hear your. Let's have a great yani thingy and let's re educate the English translators and get this out to them so that they can, you know, correct this. Because, y you know, I'll tell you straight, even when I was young, right? I remember very clearly looking at you know, at Tahiyyatulillah and seeing greetings, salutations, never making any sense to me. Like, never. I mean, even if you get the whole idea of respect and all the rest of it, why would you greet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this way? We never say that to Allah. Yani, why would we, yani, just think about it, why would we greet Him now? We're halfway through the Salah as well. I mean, if we were going to greet Him and show respect, it'd be the first thing you would do. Huh? Okay, if it's an approach to the dua and the give, and the, you know, the, 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 the why not use at the beginning where we're starting all our du'a? Why not, yani, in the sajda, 
Why not are we, when we know is the highest and the most grand moment to make dua is a sajda, why is it not mentioned in the, in the sajda? Because it's not a beginning, it's not a starter. So this is how I always understood greetings, and I think that's how everybody understands a salutation and a greeting. And there's no doubt that by varying that, you can show respect and increase respect, decrease respect. There's no doubt about that. But that's not where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is being praised. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is being praised in this manner because, yani, it's ta'zim. How do we translate ta'zim? Glorification. Okay? But I don't want to use glorification. You know what it is? That's the lazy part when we, when we go like that. No, no, you, but you, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. But that's the lazy situation in English. And you know, we tell people you've got to learn Arabic and understand yeah, any of the differences. People aren't. So when they're not going to learn Arabic, we have to put some effort to make them different. If you teach them Arabic and say it's glorification, they don't know what the glorification means in the first place. That's true. That's true. I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. Respect and uh, 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 but I, anyway, I want a noun. I want a noun because I'm not going to use supplication or greetings to straight. I want to translate this. I want a nice word. Yeah. Yes, to Allah. Yani what we're talking about here is nothing from the humankind, nothing from the human type of excellence. This is all of yani when we say the that's why dominion. And kingdom is important to bring into this because no one, you know, highness is right, but what's the noun? When we say salutations, greetings, noun? Is that a noun? No. The, the, what, what's, 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 salutations, what's salutations and greetings? What is that? A noun. No. Highness to you, Ya Allah. Ra. Easy, Tiger. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Masood smashed it, bro. Majesty and glory to Allah alone. Yes, bro. Exaltation to Allah. Yes. I like that. All majesty and glory to Allah. Ya Allah. Yeah, you just say your highness. You, 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 you don't even say hello. You don't say hello to the queen of the... It's, a, it's an acknowledgement by their position. You say your highness. Yeah. That's, that, that is the greeting. We could have... <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I didn't say that. And somebody else said that. All right? Okay. Huh? I'm full on jealous. Bro, there's no one on this planet else that I'm jealous of other than Dr. Saab. He just doesn't deserve it. That should have been me. Should have been me. <laughs> he doesn't even like the flipping queen. And I love Queenie. I love her. That's the really irritating part. Anyway. How is it a greeting? It's not. That's my whole point. I want, uh, yeah, I'm down with what these guys are saying. Exaltation to Allah. Actually, it's what Masood has said. All majesty and glory to Allah alone. That's the only where it, where it's at. And why would you say two? You're saying it belongs to one. 
so let me read, uh, let me ca ca carry on what Sheikh says. He says, and so every single word that indicates or guides towards ta'zim, exaltation, then it is a tahiyyah. That's what tahiyyah, the word actually means. And al, why is it al-tahiyyah? Okay, the tahiyyat is because it's general, because there are so many different types. There's so many different versions of tahiyyah that we need to gather them all together. So, and every type of ta'zim is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specifically. And because he's the one who deserves it. This lamb in Arabic we call lamb al-istihqaq. Because he's the only one who actually deserves it. Right? You might say this is for you, but you don't deserve it. For Allah, lamb here is that it is for him alone and he deserves it. Okay? And there is no one that, that deserves all of the exalted exaltations and the praise and the, and the glorification in an absolute sense except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Does that mean therefore that you can't praise someone? Yani from the human beings? Shaykh Utameen asked that question. He goes, no, you can say that upon in a specific way. So if there's a person and he does something very good, then you can say to that person, you know, uh, my congratulations, a great job, you did a wonderful thing, you're a great man. This is a very specific thing, but in its absolute sense, it's for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, in a, um, uh, a complete sense. So I want to go with, it does, Solange, I agree, um, majesty and glory is, it, it is Azza wa Jal, there's no doubt, but the thing is, is that how are we going to translate at tahiyat You can't go endless existence and dominion. Did you guys, have you, have you read what, uh, from Lane's lexicon? Okay, this is obviously an English version of a lexicon. If you look in uh, the Arabic ones, you're seeing very similar to what's being said, said here. Because the people of the time, where, it, Solange, can you share where you're getting this from? Goodness me, have you got the, is it online? Is Lane's lexicon online? Old, yeah, pictures I see, not text. That's amazing. You know, by the way, if you ever want a book, Lane's Lexicon is where it's at. It is an unbelievable piece of work. Anyway, um, because the people of Times of Ignorance used to greet kings, yep, and da 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 da. Yeah, yeah, okay. Endless existence belongs to God, or dominion, or kingship. Yeah, and it's a it's a it's a it's a praise. It's a praise, right? So, what are we going with, folks? What do you think? Let's have a little vote and then we go with it. Endless existence. See, I did a good part about what Salan says there is that it's actually related to life, isn't it? At least you've got a connection to life. And that's why there's a, there's a good point there. Sick. That's the one we'll have. Lexicon.quran research. Yeah, I need. Got URL out of that. You can come back again, Salanj. So, endless existence and dominion belongs to Allah. Good. What we miss is that in Arabic this doesn't feel like a full sentence. Yeah. That's like philosophical. It's just, it's quite an idiomatic reading. Yeah. Yeah, true. Like you said yourself, they should get, like, if the, before the time of Prophet, yep. they would use this kind of phrase. Yes, 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 correct, correct. You read that and you're like, no, we're not going to say that to him. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So then what we're going to say, folks, what kind of word can we have? Well, this is a translation. It's, it's, it's 
Now we can't have asterisks and brackets and all that behavior. That turns into Novel Quran and it's a nightmare. That then, come on quickly, yalla, come on, let's, can we have something? Can we have a suggestion? Something nice and neat. That's good, but it's just too long. I like yours as the kingdom. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, and the Christians, they don't mess about, bro. <laughs> they don't mess about. They're gone, Lala. They're not. <laughs> That's good. So, are we getting everything? Are we going to be stuck here? All right, I'll leave it, I'll leave it for people to think about. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, Sheikh says, and okay. This ta'zim and this respect and this love that's being shown, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in any need of that? And of course the answer is no. Ya'ani, he is the one who owns all of the ta'zim. Ya'ani, um, and the reason that we make ta'zim of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is because of our need for it, not because of his need. And the benefit goes to the abd, the servant, not to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says فَإِن تَكْفُرُوا فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ غَنِيٌّ عَنْكُمْ And if you disbelieve then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is free of you and is not in need of you anyway. وَلَا يَرْضَ لِعِبَادِهِ الْكُفْرِ He does not, يعني, he's not happy with kufr for his ibad. And وَإِن تَشْكُرُوا يَرْضَهُ لَكُمْ يعني, And if you are grateful then it is يعني, in your own benefit Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be pleased with you. And so our making ta'zim of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our honor, is our respect. Just like being called a servant, subhanahu, just to achieve the, the, the status of being servant as opposed to anything else. It's a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Next, next yani, uh, difficult one. Was salawat. Okay? What have we been translating salawat? At-tahiyatu lillahi was salawatu. tayyibatu So was salawatu? What have you guys been thinking it means? What salawat mean? Salawat is the plural of salah, yeah? Salah. Prayers. Prayers to Allah. What kind of prayers to Allah? What does that mean? Praise. Praise. Kind of done that already, we can't use it again. What do you think? Salawat here means every single act of uh, that is that that is entailed in salah. So every dua, every dhikr, every good action, every form of it is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Actually, if you understand this, this is the asal of tawheed. You know, a lot of people, they don't appreciate this. I guess only when you really look at dua, certainly when we go to hajj and we go to umrah, this is something we really focus on, okay? But... A lot of people, you know, when they make dua, they don't realize that just the process of dua is a rewarded process. You know, people always think that making dua is just about me. But what they don't appreciate is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala insists upon dua being made and of Him alone. Because it's the greatest, yani, respect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because it's the greatest of disrespect and kufr to be asking someone else. Right? So if that's the greatest shirk and the greatest disaster to ask someone else, then why would it not be that if you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, that is the greatest of forms. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He said, uh, Your Lord said, Call upon me, Astajibalakum. And those people who are too arrogant to call upon me, to worship me, they, from my servants, those who are too arrogant to do that, to call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone, then they will enter into Jahannam dakhirin, humiliated. Okay? And so therefore this is our 
every act that we say, that we do, every كل الصلوات فرضها ونفلها وكل الأدعية لله عز وجل. So all of our dua, all of our dhikr, all of our attempts at worship is all for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you know this beginning of this tashahud, it's a real big uh, statement. It's exaltations and, 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 and uh, 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 the dominion and the kingdom is yours, Ya Allah. And all of my dua is to you, and my dhikr is to you, and my ibad is to you, and my focus is for, to you, and my need is from you, and I turn to no one but you. That has been stated just by saying, lillahi was salawat. That has yani, been stated just at that beginning. Then, at-tayyibat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says at-tayyibat. And it has two meanings. That which is to do with Allah, okay? And that which is to do with the people. Right? So, yani think about it. We do bad and good. So, it's at-tayyibat. At-tahiyatu lillahi wa salawatu wa tayyibat Yani remember that all of this means lillah as well. It's, an, it's another way of saying as-salawatu, at-tahiyatu wa salawatu that's actually another of the authentic versions of this dua. In another of the versions, you don't say lillah at the beginning, but you gather all the things that you want to talk about and then say, Ya Allah, they're all for you alone. So lillah means to you Allah alone, they belong. So at-tahiyatu lillah wa salawatu wa is another way of saying, Ya Allah, to you alone is at-tahiyat and as-salawat and at-tayyibat. Okay, all of these is for you alone. And so what we're now saying is that when you're saying that the good is for you, that has, as I said, two meanings. The good is for you, all that which is good is for you, means that everything that comes, is, that is good is from you. And nothing yani, that's bad can ever be attributed to you. And we know that in the dua, we know that from our aqidah, that there's no evil that is attributed to Allah. Allah does not produce evil. Allah doesn't do anything evil either. Only good, as the Prophet said in the dua, وَالْخَيْرُ and all good is at your hands. All of the good comes from you, but evil is not from you. Evil is not attributed to you. Evil comes from the creation. Bad comes from the creation. And good is only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet sallallahu uh, alayhi So, uh, Shaykh Uthameen says that, in Allah tayyib la yaqbilu illa tayyiba. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is good, and he doesn't accept that which is good. Yani, so therefore, if he doesn't accept that which is good, then that means that nothing but good can come from him. So he doesn't say anything except that which is good. And he doesn't do anything which that, except that which is good. And he can't be described with anything except that which is good. So that's, yani, you know, if you understand these key principles of Aqidah, you use these to make decisions about yani, questions that people have. So I was asked a question recently about the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? And... These names, they were saying to me, how can this be a name and how can that be a name and what, what do we understand to, uh, you know, which one of these names is for Allah. And they were using the hadith of the 99 names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this hadith of the 99, and we're going to be talking about this as well in the class this weekend, alright. Um, this hadith as well has a number of names that do not befit the majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're not authentic. The hadith, yani, if you didn't know hadith sciences, and I mean by that, you know, to look at the Sanad and know when a hadith is weak or not. You could tell the hadith is weak just because of the names that, that are in that famous hadith. You know, the ones that you're told to memorize, 99 names. The hadith is weak, both from a Sanad point of view 
and from a meaning point of view because there are words in there that are not tayyib, they are not good, they're not pure and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can only be described and, and, and can only be described by how he describes himself and by that which is pure. So, uh, So he is excellent and perfect and good in everything that he says and that he does and that he is described in. But not just that, but also the slaves as well. He does not accept that except which is tayyib. If he is a tayyibat lillah, that means from us only good should occur. And so you know when a person says this, a tayyibat lillah, they should be thinking immediately, you know what? And actually Shaykh Rathami makes a really nice point. He goes that most people when they're reciting their salah in tashahud, when they come to the part when they say a tayyibat, okay, they're immediately thinking that Allah is the only one who does good, that Allah is the source of all good, that nothing but, they need the first meaning. But they don't think of the second meaning, that I must only do good for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That I shouldn't yani, do anything which disrespects Allah, that disgraces Allah, that yani, brings down the, the tone of the conversation with Allah. So that's why Shaykh Uthameen says, yani, If someone is a source of good, then only good should be associated with them, and only good should be given to them. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I like what Shaykh Uthameen says, Al that the corrupt women are for the corrupt men and the corrupt people are for the corrupt yani women. And that the good uh, uh, women are for the good men and the good men are for the good women. Yani you get what you deserve, you get who you are. You're a criminal, you hang around with criminals, you do criminal acts. If you're good, then you strive to do good, then the people around you are good, and you only accept that which is good. And so if you recognize that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is good, then how on earth can you do bad? How on earth can you sin? Yani just from a self-respect point of view. Yani you're a hypocrite in your statement immediately when you're saying your tashahud and you're carrying on doing the things and making jahr of your sins and you know all this kind of stuff. And anyway, so I think this is an uh, 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 important point. Sheikh also mentions, he goes, what's the opposite of tayyib? Uh, there's two things that exist other than tayyib. Al-khabith, which is the filthy, the bad, the corrupt, and that which is not filthy and not corrupt. Yani it's just neutral. So there's a neutral position, something which has yani zero quality. There's that which is negative, and then that which is positive, that which is good. And for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He only has that which is perfect. Whereas us, we do good, we do bad, and then we do that which has basically no uh, uh, meaning as well. Yani pointless. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, إِلَيْهِ يَصْعَدُ الْكَلِمَ الطَّيِّبِ and what rises to him, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Fatir that, that what rises to him, what, what he receives is the good word. So the good word is that which he accepts. The rest of it, yani, you're just cursing yourself with. It doesn't go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the amal salih the good deeds that you do, Allah then gives it yani, an extra push and he raises it. And he raises it. So that's something which is important that when you are or uh, uh, reciting the salah, that you be making istihdar. Otherwise, yani, our salah, we're doing all this fiqh and all this yani, detail, whatever, whatnot, yeah? and we actually forget that the whole point of all this fiqh and legality, whatever, is to get a, a, a closer connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A closer connection doesn't just mean knowing what we're doing, it means to understand why we're doing what we're doing. You get what I'm saying, folks? Okay, so that's, that's important as well. Right, any questions so far before I get into the issue of peace? Could you give examples of the names from the 99 which are not befitting? Um, Al-Muntaqim is the most obvious 
uh, example, and I will be covering that, as I said in the class. Al-Muntaqim, um, the one who is always seeking revenge. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not always seeking revenge. Allah is not always avenging, and it's not a permanent state. Al-Muntaqim yani, is something which is not authentic. But anyway, that's for another place. I don't want to, I don't want to go uh, uh, into that. Um, huh? From that hadith, I mean, yeah, so, so the, the, the famous poem song is that hadith put into song. Yeah, they versed it, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, look, uh, uh, what's happening here? This is good. They reduce to, hold on, what happened there? They also say, who's they? Salutations and benedictions are God's and at his disposal. Nah, man, forget that. Nah, man. Then reduce endless existence to one word, at-tahiyyat, eternity, endlessness, and dominion. Yeah. Eternity and dominion belong to Allah. I like that. But it, it's, it's, as you said, it's too wordy. The, the whole point is ta'zim. Yeah. Greatness, yeah? Greatness, prayers, and thingy, and goodness, all greatness, prayers, and goodness belong to Allah. Yeah, that's stylish, yani. Minimalist, yani. I like that. Yeah, we take that. Put that down, like I write that down as a comment, yani, so that I don't forget, because I'm going to go and the thingy. You know, I rate Haris, yani. She just, yani, comes in with questions in the middle of nowhere, yani, some random behavior, yeah. We're doing one thing, and then bam, she'll bust yani, her HMRC questions, and her 40 rakat questions, and her zakat whatever questions. Like, you know what, you carry on doing your yani, translation, yani, but you know what, I need my question answered. I respect people like that. They're focused, they want to get the job done. Right? Okay, alright. So, assalamu alaikum. Alright? Assalamu alaikum. What does it mean? Yani, there's some scholars that said that Allah's salam, yani, Allah's protection be upon you. Not just the normal kind of salam alaikum. Right? Not just yani, peace be upon you, but yani, may Allah yani, be with you. May Allah protect you. May Allah, yani, you know, in this kind of uh, a way. Because of course, uh, assalamu alaikum is a name. Assalam is the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Malik al-Quddus al-Salam al-Mu'min al-Yani from the uh, uh, Quran. So, uh, As-Salam is the name of Allah. So when we say As-Salamu Alaikum, it means Allah, Allah with you. You get what I'm trying to say? Right? It means Allah be with you. That's yani, their understanding. Yani, that's one of the uh, uh, meanings. Bil-Hifz, wal-Kala'a, wal-Inaya, wa ghayr dhalik. Ka'annana Allahu alayk. Yani, Allah is raqib or hafiz yani, for you. Alright? And the other one, they said that, no, it means Taslim, just like we say. Salawatullahi wa salamuhu Yani, that means basically... Uh, uh, that we want yani, salam for him and safety for him and peace. That's the peace part. You know when we say peace and blessings? Okay. So when you say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and we translate that, peace and blessings be upon the messenger of Allah. Okay. Or peace be upon him. When you see people say peace be upon him, they're obviously they're just you know, shortening the peace and blessings. Because salawat is our dua for rahmah for the Prophet sallallahu Okay. But salam is the peace part. We want peace for him, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Okay, so what does that mean, Yani, that we want uh, peace? Um, 
it makes sense that when a person's alive, you want peace for them. Yeah, because you want them to be safe. Yeah, sallamak Allah. Yani, I want you to be safe. I want you to go out in safety and come back in safety. But if you passed away, where's the peace? Hmm. A number of scholars said that. That they said that, yani, the, the, that peace and safety is protection. Agreed? Right. So if peace and safety is protection, and we want the Prophet ﷺ to be protected when he's here, in his absence, we want his sunnah to be protected. Okay? We want his sunnah to be protected. So this is an important meaning. And I think it is correct for us to apply it. But I do think it is important for us to not ignore the more obvious one. What is the more obvious one? What's the more obvious one? Yeah. Everybody, yani, yani, subhanAllah, it's obvious because the biggest yani, thing that all of us, yani, people in this day, rest in peace, rest in peace, rest in peace, baqlas, yani, for every person who passes away. Yeah, okay? We know that concept. Even the non-Muslims know that concept that there's some yani, big headache that's coming. Why would they be asking people to rest in peace for? Right? And ironically, obviously we can't say, I don't know how long. No, no, I do. I do know how long. I remember doing a study in that. Yeah, rest in peace precedes Islam. Yeah, and it precedes yeah, and the Sunnah, I mean. Rest in peace is a translation of some Latin statement. I can't remember. Okay. RIP is originally some Latin statement of some God knows what, which was actually a, 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 an, an early Catholics, and certainly must be before Catholics as well. They used to say it because of the fear of Jahannam and all the rest of it, and they were their safety from it. And so rest in peace is now just like the easy way of saying when someone passes away. And Islamically, this is obviously spot on. It's, it's on point. We have the famous hadith. You know, you, so often you hear your teachers and scholars and whatever saying, Allah, Ya Rabbi Sallim Sallim, Allahumma Sallim Sallim. Okay, this comes from a hadith of the Prophet Sallallahu when he was told about the people and their situation on Yawm Al-Qiyamah and what will happen to them. The Prophet Sallallahu made dua for them, Allahumma Sallim Sallim. Oh Allah, let there be peace and protection for us on that day. Oh Allah, yani protect us. When we say Allahumma Sallim, yani in a scenario today, when we make that dua is that we're saying, Ya Allah, protect us. Yani, you know, Allah, you know, save us. Oh Allah, yani give us security in this issue or, you know, that's when we say Sallamak Allah. Yani when someone's going on a journey, we say, May Allah take you in peace, right? So, um, yani as Shaykh Uthameen says, that peace does not yani stop in this life just with your life. Peace needs to go all the way to the end. In actual fact, who cares about peace in this life? Yani if you're really going to get to, you know, we're going to really talk about it. It's the peace afterwards that we really want to, you know, focus on. So, um, that's something. And uh, as, as uh, Ajiva said, uh, the, the, the other meaning is even more general. It's his yani, sharia and his sunnah. And that's, what, that's why we say, for example, uh, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَرُدُّوهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَالرَّسُولِ Okay? يعني, إِلَيْهِ فِي حَيَاتِهِ وَإِلَى سُنَّتِهِ بَعْدُ وَفَاتِهِ يعني, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that if you have وَانْتِنَازَعْتُمْ فِي شَيْءٍ yeah, Allah says in the Quran, if you have a disagreement amongst you and you have some niza'a, some argument, take the matter back to Allah and His Messenger. The Messenger is not here. So what does it mean? Al-Rasul here means His Sunnah, His law, and judge according to that. 
And so therefore, there's no doubt that when we send salam upon the Prophet it doesn't just mean, it, it means respect to him, no doubt about that, but it means for protection and safety for him in the, in the Akhirah, and it also means protection and, and uh, 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 safety for us uh, here. Is this a dua or a statement? Peace be upon you. Assalamu alaikum. Dua or statement? Where is our Allah in it? Yeah, anyway, I'm, so you're saying that by definition, you're making a statement. Is that why in English we use the word may? Yeah, correct. You don't always have to have the word Ya Allah, Oh Allah, yani in a statement for it to be a dua. Good. Yani that's there's, uh, and and that, that is and that is uh, uh, important. Um, now, I want to say something. Assalamu alaikum, Arabic. Okay, we we'll close on this. In the Arabic, Assalamu alaikum means what? What does it mean? You, you. The person's got to be there. You opened it up now. Assalamu alaikum, folks. <laughs> now you got a mast. What did you say? Tie your colors to the mast. Where are you now? Where's my brillos, man? Where are they? Okay, we're here. See that? Chief's going to represent you. Yani, the the brillo population, Mirpuri, and Zindabad. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do we think, folks? Is it true that uh, some of the Sahaba said, Assalamu alaikum? Mm, is it? That's the question. That's the question, right? So first of all, let's, let's make it clear. There's no doubt that Assalamu Alaikum indicates a person's there in front of you. All right? There's no doubt about that in Arabic. It doesn't make any sense to say that to someone who's not there. Now, in the lifetime of the Prophet ﷺ, that is what they were taught. The ahadith that talk about the, that, the, the, these wording, by the way, at-tahiyyatulillah, this is not something that from the... You know, you might think, Assalamu Alaikum, Ayyuhan Nabiyu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh is yani very specific about the Prophet and then Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad you know theoretically when you think about this you would have thought someone else would be teaching this to say about the Prophet how does someone yani, go and tell a person I want you to praise me by saying this yes it sounds weird but in actual fact that's exactly what happened and there are two caveats massive ones to recognize when we say that number one the prophet ﷺ actually even predicated the statement because i'm saying this and i'm not boasting this is not yani, some big yani, ego boost for me this is how to do it and the second big caveat is if he didn't show us how to do it we'd mess it up yani, the idea that we could yani, work out the best way to praise the prophet ﷺ and not and and that and that he should be too shy to tell us Yet, he shouldn't be shy to tell us absolutely every single thing about the rest of entire existence and how to do it perfectly, right? Where there's a hundred different options, but we choose only his because that's how you're meant to do it. But in the part where we're meant to praise him, don't you tell us about yourself. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So I'm just saying that from an orientalist point of view, people yeah, try to cause trouble. So the Prophet Sallallahu taught them very specifically. And the companions used to have a statement actually, very interesting. They said that he taught us the, the salawat, yeah, this durud, in this whole tashahud, and there's different names for it, okay? 
like he would teach us a surah from the Quran, meaning that it was something very specific. So we don't make it up as we go along. We use the varieties, but it has to be to the word itself. So they were listening very carefully. Now, why is that important? Why is that extra statement important? Why is that little increased statement that, I, that he taught us, like, yani, to this level of accuracy, why is that statement important? Think about it logically. Correct. It means, therefore, if he took so much care, so much focus, and so much attention to do it properly, then he knew that I'm going to be passing away soon. He knows that he's going to die. He didn't yani, say, that's the key thing. If he took so much care, so much focus, why did he not say, and then when I pass away, you change Assalamu Alaikum to Assalamu Alan upon the Prophet. Okay? Here's something very interesting as well that Abdullah ibn Mas'ud is one of the narrators of this hadith. And in one narration, he sat him down and told him this directly. And yet, of course, as is famously known, it is as narrated in Bukhari, it is Abdullah ibn Mas'ud's version of the tashahud, which says, At-tahiyyatu lillahi wa salawatu wa tayyibatu as-salamu ayyu as-salamu ala nabi Not, yani, as-salamu alayka. Right? So he himself chose As-salamu ala nabi wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Narrated by Bukhari, hadith number 6265. Okay? Think about that. Alright? And as we all know, any student of knowledge knows this is from his own ishtihad. And we believe he was wrong in this. Because far more of the senior companions, the vast majority of them, did not go along with that opinion. And more importantly, Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu, which is narrated yani, with the most authentic of chains in the Muatta of Mamalik. And now I want to teach you guys something which is important. I think you already know this anyway, okay? But, uh, 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 and this is, this is uh, um, let me tell you the, the incident. Umar bin Khattab was on the member and he uh, said it out loud Assalamu alayka ayyuhan nabiyu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh in front of all of the senior companions, and not a single one disagreed with him. That's very important. Yeah. Go on. You mean, that, uh, you mean that he said that because he was far away? Yeah. Yeah, so the, the argument is basically that, uh, what Osman is saying is that the, the counter-argument is, he goes, yeah, we accept that statement in Muatta. He did say that. But he said that because he was in Medina and he is referring to him like he's there, which is completely fine as an argument. Yani because the person doesn't have to be alive. You know, like we speak to someone who's dead, but we speak to them like they're alive. You know what I mean? Yani, yeah, like when someone passes away and you're speaking to them and you're saying, you know, I'm sorry what I did to you. I'm sorry what I said about you. They don't have to be alive. So that's their response. They're saying that you can say this and uh, it's not a problem. And we say, yes, that's fine as well. That's fine. The, uh, remember, by the way, um, we're on that side. We're, we want to establish the strength of ka. Okay? The issue is whether we should get rid of ka entirely. And the reason that the argument falls down, and we know that the ka will, will, uh, has to remain, and it's not ayyuhan nabi, is because the Prophet ﷺ knows that everyone's not going to stay in Mecca, uh, in Medina. And those companions, they went and they carried on teaching all of their students Assalamu alaikum in the different countries of the world, and it continued without any shadow of a doubt. So there's no doubt about it that the correct position 
even though there are some opinions from the companions of ayyuhan yani old prophet as opposed to old prophet yani like you know indirectly all right however i just want to just just mention that when we use a hadith like the muwatta and we establish this as an evidence you might turn around but look bukhari narrates it like that i want you to know that it's possible for a hadith to be more authentic than a hadith in bukhari and it's not not more authentic just because it's not in bukhari yani i want you to know that the muwatta of ma malik has some of the most authentic hadith and how because of the shortness of the chain yani the problem with not problem but with bukhari when you're coming to 100 years later you're adding another two three people into the chinese whisper ch- chain you know the whole concept so if there's only three people involved yani from uh, from uh, umar to ibn umar to nafi' to malik and they're all yani of the top highest quality this narration which is known as the golden chain okay it will wipe every hadith clean if you're talking about putting one there's no there's no competition here in this particular case but i just want you to know that how is a person can say there's a hadith in muwatta that can be seen as more authentic than the one in bukhari so anyway i just want to mention that yeah go on. i found this i think most people find this very surprising uh-huh and what helped me come to terms with it is that bukhari and muslim never even claimed that their collections are the most authentic it's not it's not it's not that actually bukhari did in that his whole uh, mo or yani uh, uh, and his whole yani reason for writing uh, the sahih was because he was inspired by ishaq ibn rahwi that i you know what it is there's lots of different collections and i need to put an only authentic one so there's no doubt that he intended that it's a whole different thing saying that mine is the most authentic book in the world but his intention was that i am going to collect a collection where i don't put anything in except that it is 100% the most authentic possible and that's what he stated and that's what he did and there's no doubt about that and he achieved it and as a kitab it is that what people get confused about is that if we say that there's a hadith more authentic yani in the muwatta they don't take that statement as it is we're not saying that muwatta is a more authentic collection because it can't be because it doesn't even claim to be a book of hadith it's not a collection of hadith aslan it is a collection with hadith in it athar in it fatawa in it narrations history the most amount of stories about isa alayhi salam by the way like amazing narrations about isa alayhi salam like lots of israiliyat type kind of narrations it's a whole different type of book it's like you're comparing you're comparing yani apples and and petrol stations Oh, of course not. Yeah. No, of course not. How could he? He never said that I collect. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, may- okay, maybe, maybe, maybe really simple Muslims. Yeah, maybe who think, yeah, if it's not in Bukhari, it's not authentic. Yeah, I mean that's, I mean that's like. I would say, I would say most people, most yep. Muslims, yep. just innately feel. Yep. If something isn't in Bukhari or Muslim, it can't be better. It can't be better, and they themselves. Yeah, you know what? Let me tell you something. that that's not a bad belief to live life with simple reason that you could literally count on a couple of hands the amount of times you will find a narration that is more authentic found elsewhere and if it is by the way it's not in any of the collections of hadith it'll only be in the muwatta for example or it'll only be in something at that level so minimal that it's not worth mentioning so there's no there's no problem with that yeah there's no problem with that particular belief like you you uh verbalized it okay um all right So any yeah 
No, no, come on. Oh, you, you, you carry it through, bro. Carry it through. Okay. Oh, yeah, so, so what Usman wants to basically get to the, the end of is that, okay, so if we have accept, we're happy to then accept Asalaamu Alaikum, yeah, then we should then carry it on full and say that Ya Rasulullah is how we should reduce, uh, refer to the Prophet Sallallahu in our, you know, in our what? What do you want to apply it to? <laughs> huh? Whenever and whenever? So yeah, you know, but okay then. So let's just say that there, so we're referring to someone who's there in front of us. Okay. okay. Well, then, then you're implying that he's there in front of us. Okay. Yeah, so what's the trap? Yeah, and what you're trying to say is that, uh, uh, okay. Should we do this next week? Yes, I think so. Because it is big, but it is important. Okay, yeah. Let's, let's do it next week, all right? Because it is important, and many of our own people... They get lost in this. We know Yanid people are obsessed with Yanid, Ya Rasulullah, Ya this, Ya that. And that's all a bit of a mess, okay? So we'll clarify that inshallah next week. Any other quick questions? Right. What is the contents of the shahud? Uh, we'll come to that later inshallah, okay? The fact that the, that the shahud says, peace be upon you, and ka indicates presence. How would one defeat Ra? Harus banging next week inshallah. And if a person doesn't start praying until 40, do they have to make up the salat that they have missed? In my opinion, the answer is no. They don't have the right to do so. I think that they have missed out and they need to make tawbah and then they have to compensate with nafal. But I don't believe that they deserve the right to put forward these obligatory prayers to Allah. I don't think they have the right to. The prayer is a blessing. People who have the opportunity to pray and they miss out on prayers, they don't deserve the right to be able to just offer it whenever they want. So no, I don't think, it, I think it's expired. It can't be made up and it has to be yeah, and he compensated with different types. Deena wa alaykum salam. Rah, man, utensils. Goodness me. That was in 1970s, that was. <laughs> right. Was wondering if using the silver decorative utensil that doesn't touch the food, but is like a hollow silver dish that one puts a glass dish into this silver utensil and the food is in this glass. So it's basically decorative. The food doesn't touch it. They're illa. Sorry? Right. Mu'min is saying it can't be pure silver and silver sucks. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that or not, Yanni, but... No, no, it's like very malleable. We'll have to have an examination. I mean, uh, but the point is that the illa, the reason for prohibition is not the fact that it doesn't touch the food. Served, Yanni, is what is being produced in. It's the splendor and the extravagance that's associated with it. It's not just the fact that it doesn't touch you. In my, in my opinion, I don't think it's permissible. I don't think it's, per, I don't think it's uh, uh, permissible. Allah knows best. Lutz with the, the shahud. Is the shahud the name for the entire sitting period? Yes, it, it is. It is. That's a good question. Yani, what she's basically saying is that if you make the duru, the salat Ibrahimi, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad, are you in what position? You are still in your tashahud, correct? The tashahud has been named the entire sitting even though it has different stages in what you will say in it. And RE, keeping the finger up for this entire period, what's the ruling on raising the finger just a smidgen at the Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah due to the diehard Hanafi habit? I think that's fine. I think yani, that uh, the natural movement of the finger in a dua and the belief that it moves, I think that's an acceptable opinion. I don't believe it's acceptable yani, for a person just to do it out of habit though. I believe that you should yani, either do it because you believe that your finger is making du'a 
and that you want to make an extra indication, I think that there's, there's, there's space for that. Or okay? Or your dad, oh exactly, or your dad's going to be watching your finger to see that movement yani, happen on the right time, right place, then yani, otherwise it's game over. Then, yep, that's 100%. 100. If I'm praying with my dad, my finger is a whole different type of thing I right now. <laughs> my finger is under manners, bro. There ain't no behavior like this or anything. My finger is flat like that, and it comes up like that and goes straight back down again. <laughs> that is right, because I want that finger to go back home. That's my dad. The places you look at um, directly, uh, so in the place of prostration, <coughs> yep, when you're standing, at the ruku is directly down and at your finger in tashahud. Okay? You see, one of the reasons why the people don't pronounce it properly is because the, 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 if, you, if you read this out, it says what? It says tashahud. You see? That's the problem. It's not, and that's where, that's where it falls down. It's, it's, it's a very difficult word to write in English. And by the way, I think I add to the theory that actually whoever it was that said that the theory is that uh, because there's more women in the Maghrib class, I think the reason that works is, because, is basically what it's saying is that all English-speaking Muslims have a problem with this word because they learn the word in the English as opposed to the Arabic, and you can't write the word in English. How do you spell tashahud? Go on. T-A-S-H dash S-H A-H-U-D That's what Lutz has written. Tashahud. That says Tashahud. It's exactly like Usman said. You could. It is. <laughs> you might make it easier for these people, but the Paxian, yeah, they're not going to care what we any call it, isn't it? Yeah, and if you're going to try not pronounce the shahud, it's T A S H dash, or you don't need to put the dash, and then S H again. When you're transliterating and you want to do a shadda, by the way, when you're writing English translation, you repeat the word again. You repeat. Huh? Like Mubashar, yeah. If you're, teach, if you're spelling Mubashar correctly, it is M-U-B-A-S-H-S-H-A-R. It's a mess. Yeah, he's not here, Lala. Oh, he is all miskeen. See how you're picking on you, Lala. This is the problem. This is the problem. So, yeah. So, dash. The reason I like the dash is because people are not used to transliteration. When they see the, the S-H-S-H, they don't know what's going on. So, to put the dash in, it forces them. So, tashahud. Anyway. Uh, where's... Where, 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 Where's it gone? Oh, here we are. Right. So, what if you... So, anyway, that's what I think. I think most people have been brought up with it in English, and that's what... So, therefore, men and women can't actually recite it. And then if you're asking it, then more women, obviously, are going to get it wrong because there's a higher percentage. And that's obviously now made us believe that women can't say it. <laughs> Maybe. Right. What if you can't see your finger doing it to being covered by khimar? Yeah, it's not the finger, uh, Lutz. It's not the finger. So if you've got like a abaya or you've got big sleeves, for example, and it's covering or gloves or whatever, it's not the finger you need to see. It's the, it's the position of the finger. So you would look at its uh, actual area. And another hand, if you have it praying, Dhuhr Sunnah as four, 
continues rather than two by two. Can the intention be changed midway through salah? If you remember in sunnah, yes, the intention can be. I think that's okay that if you're slighted off as a four in a sunnah, then we are flexible with the niyyah. There's not a problem. Sabana asked a question 20 minutes ago. Will the tahiyyah, at tahiyyat be like the istiftah? Yes, I said that before, Sabana. That is correct. That is correct. Correct. <laughs> that is correct. What's going on? See? Right, I think we are, uh, yep, done, done, no way, no way, it's one SH and the shahud. Oh, she's right. Vridad is right. It's not SH. It's not the shahud. It's double H. Vridad's 100% right. Yeah, it's not, you see, you messed me up, man. I just went with you just like that. And I'm thinking to myself, when on ever did you ever translate anything for us here, any transliteration? Where that is the one who does all our transliteration. Well, yeah, she's right. It's that the shadda is on the ha, not on the sheen. It's not tashahud. It's tashahud, tashahud. The double, the double is double H. <laughs> what do you mean make them say it? Look at that. Look at that. Uh, you want to hear the mistake? I'll tell you. Right? The right way is tashahud. The wrong way is tashahud. Tajadud. Tahajud. To whatever you want. Yeah? Now, she's right. Widad is right. It is. See? So it's the guys getting it wrong. That's it. Widad just come and smashed it. Baji wins every time, bro. You know, it's, that's, you know, she's like that silent assassin. She just stays silent the whole flipping lesson. Couldn't care less. And then when she gets an opportunity to take the man down, boom, and then straight back out again. That's it, Lala. You destroyed us. Yeah, our bestie right at the end. Shalom. Allah khair kareem. So, yes, that's right. It's T A S H H U D. Tashahud. Correct. All right, folks. Jazakumullah khair. Subhanakallah. Uh, this weekend is fitna. Friday, it, the class does start. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's, it's cheaper this, this tonight, by the way. If you haven't signed up, then it goes up more expensive, whatever it is. And uh, uh, people think that it's all fluff on the Friday. Friday is the class start. I start on Friday. I don't care what happens. All right. Jazakumullah khair. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta wa astaghfirukallahumma wa atubu ilayk. Wa assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.